This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Latin America and the Caribbean to see low economic growth in 2022. Study confirms Jones Act benefits for Puerto Rico. Regional private sector urged to get more involved in distribution of local food production. 167 Jamaican teachers have resigned and migrated. Puerto Rico signs $425 million public-private contract to modernize its cruise ship docks and U.S. Virgin Islands to host National Organization of Black Elected Legislative Women Conference in 2023. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, August 25th. We start a report today with a look at economic growth in the region. HaitiNews.net by Shinawa News Report the Santiago Base Economic Commission for Latin America and the Caribbean said on Tuesday, the Latin America and Caribbean region is likely to see average economic expansion of 2.7% in 2022, reverting to pre-pandemic sluggish growth amid strong external and domestic macroeconomic restrictions. The South American region is expected to see gross domestic product grow 2.6% this year after increasing 6.9% in 2021, the United Nations agency said while presenting its annual economic survey of Latin America and the Caribbean 2022. Central America and Mexico are forecast to see 2.5% growth this year after expanding 5.7% in 2021, while the Caribbean region will experience 4.7% growth, becoming the only sub-region to grow more than last year at 4%. The organization called for coordination of macroeconomic policies that create a growth dynamic, raise public-private investments, and contribute to reducing inequality and poverty. G-Captain reports that the Jones Act can be a divisive topic, especially for those living in places like Puerto Rico and Hawaii who rely on ships for just about everything. Many believe that it is increases the cost of shipping goods by reducing competition in the marketplace to only a handful of U.S. companies with qualifying fleets. But a new study conducted by Ernest & Young shows that the Jones Act actually provides more affordable and reliable shipping, at least for those in Puerto Rico. The new comprehensive study was commissioned by the Transportation Institute, a Washington, D.C based nonprofit dedicated to maritime research education and promotion. The study looked specifically at the Jones Act trade serving Puerto Rico versus comparable international routes in the Caribbean region like Jamaica and the Dominican Republic, comparing things like freight rates, container availability, port congestion, and carrier performance relative to global averages. 
The study looked only at the time frame between January 2019 to December 2021 in order to capture the heightened volatility of freight movement during the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic. What the study found was that shippers overwhelmingly associated better carrier performance with Jones Act carriers than non-Jones Act ones. And it concluded that in addition to providing stability and security in the region, the Jones Act shipping industry continues to provide sustainable economic benefits to Puerto Rico. The study also indicates that Caribbean routes in general were more stable during the pandemic as global shipping rates increased 27 times more on average than rates in the Caribbean region and rates increased on Jones Act routes were comparable with the rest of the region. The study also looked at the economic contributions of Jones Act shipping in Puerto Rico, finding that the Jones Act shipping industry supports over 2,000 jobs, 96 million in wages, and 221 million in annual gross economic output. St. Lucia Times reports Trinidad and Tobago Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley has called on the private sector to get more involved in the distribution of local food production across the Caribbean region. Dr. Rowley appealed to the private sector to not be resistant to these development and these initiatives, but to get on board and be a distributor of the local produce rather than be commissioned agents for imported produce. The Prime Minister made the appeal during his feature address at the CARICOM Agri-Investment Forum and Expo 2, which was hosted by Trinidad and Tobago at the National Academy for Performing Arts in Port of Spain last week. In his address, Dr. Rowley said the model of depending solely on imported food items locally and regionally has to be replaced. The Agri-Investment Forum and Expo 2 is part of a continued commitment implemented by the heads of government of CARICOM to reduce the region's large food import bill by 25% by 2025. The St. Kitts Nevis Observer via CNW reports Jamaica's Minister of Education Flavel Williams said 167 teachers have migrated resigning from their employment in the Jamaica school system in the last two months. To address the exodus of teachers, the education minister announced that the ministry will allow schools to re-engage teachers who had retired since January 2018 on a part-time basis. The Jamaica Teachers Association has welcomed the Ministry of Education's decision to allow school boards to hire retired educators to fill vacancies and warn the country to brace itself for more departures citing over 400 teachers who have already left the island for lucrative job possibilities in the United States. The association president, Winston Smith, said information from school principals indicate this number of departures could move upwards towards the end of August into September before the new school year begins on September 5th. While speaking at Jamaica's Teachers Association 58th Annual Conference in Montego Bay, Smith, the outgoing president of the 25,000-member union, said, while the school system will gain from the experience of retired 
teachers, the current situation provides an opportunity for people who were not initially interested in the field to enter as pre-trained teachers. In addition to recruiting retired teachers, the minister revealed that 964 specialist teachers who have just completed their studies are now available for employment in the national school system. Jamaica Information Service reports that Jamaica's National Land Agency is utilizing drone technology to enhance the services it offers to the public. In 2018, Jamaica's National Land Agency began acquiring unmanned aerial vehicles, UAVs or drones, to aid in its photogrammetry activities. Since then, the agency has explored the possibility of expanding the technology's utilization in other areas of its operation. The use of drones has spurred improved efficiency and accuracy in surveying and mapping activities and have proven cost-effective for a number of the Jamaica National Land Agency's departments. For example, previously they relied on aerial photography acquired by airplanes and helicopters for use in in measurements and 3D rendering. He also highlighted the drones reduced the time surveyors spend conducting surveys while improving the survey grade accuracy. Additionally, accessibility to land through the drones have improved the accuracy and value of the data collected by the Jamaica National Land Agency, particularly in areas where the agency's land valuation team is unable to physically access the property. To effectively incorporate UAV technology or the drones into its operation, the Jamaican National Land Agency engaged the Caribbean Maritime University to impart customized drone pilot training for its officers. Along with the drone's propriety software, the Jamaican National Land Agency uses geographic information system software to incorporate drone capture data into usable end products such as cadastral and topographic maps. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports the government of Puerto Rico earlier this week announced a major deal to modernize its cruise ship docks with the aim of boosting the island tourism industry and to become the main cruise tourism destination in the region. According to the Associated Press, the $425 million deal between the Puerto Rico government and San Juan Cruise Port, a subsidiary of London-based Global Ports Holding, the world's largest cruise cruise port operator will expand, modernize, and repair the nine cruise ship ports in San Juan, Puerto Rico to accommodate larger vessels and, as a result, more visitors. The 30-year deal will see San Juan Cruise Port funding and overseeing the project, with the Puerto Rico government receiving 5% of the operator's gross income. According to the report, the deal is the latest public-private partnership by Puerto Rico after emerging from a seven-year, $70 billion bankruptcy in March, completing the largest public debt restructuring in U.S. history. 
The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that the U.S. Virgin Islands will host the U.S. National Organization of Black Elected Legislative Women, NOBO, in July 2023 on St. Thomas. The announcement represents a major opportunity for the territory on various levels, including exposure to major economic players who sponsor the event while providing the U.S. Virgin Islands with an opportunity to build ties with leaders on the mainland whose goals of positive impact aligned with local challenges. The annual meeting attracts more than 200 black women legislators along with corporate and community leaders to discuss matters impacting black communities nationwide. This year's event in Washington, D.C. on October 7th will mark the 37th annual legislative conference. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, August 25th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.